Welcome back to the Vibe Doctor Podcast. Ooh, I have a lot cooking in my mind this morning about writing a course for the Queen of Cups and why we do what we do. (laughs) If you don't know what a Queen of Cups is, in the tarot deck, there are swords and cups and wands and pentacles. And CUPS stands for emotional energy. It stands for love. And swords are about thoughts and words and communication and intelligence. Wands are all about passion and action and fire energy. And a pinnacle is all about money and earth and being grounded. If you are a cup, um, the cups, sorry, the cups represent the... Um, water signs. So if you know about your astrology and a water sign is a Cancer, an, a um, Scorpio, um, come on, Pisces. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. So if you have that anywhere in your chart, you may be more prone to this gravitational pull of the cup energy of being more emotional and being more loving and wanting to pour out emotional energy onto other people in a loving way i have cup energy uh in my in my chart i have two two water signs in there but i'm i'm a libra for my sun sign so that's that's my major sign but I do have water in my chart. So check that out for yourself. If, if you're wondering, because you're resonating with all of this Queen of Cup, um, these podcasts that I've been, these recordings that I've been doing about empaths and um, being in relationship with wounded individuals. So I was joking with a friend of mine yesterday about You know, I'm going to write some commandments for the Queen of Cups. And our first commandment is, do not fall in love (laughs) with the emotionally wounded. And I don't know what it is, but we have this major radar for the emotionally wounded, those with deep emotional wounds. And there we are. And we not only gravitate toward them, we fall in love with them. And I think when I think about that, that comes back down to, I mean, I remember being a little girl, and I was getting a a rabbit as a pet, and I went to pick it out, and there was this little rabbit, and it was the runt of the litter, and there was all kinds of things wrong with that rabbit. I mean, it was so sad, and it was so pitiful, and that's the one I wanted. I didn't want to have a pet that you know, all these others were, were good and, and, and didn't really need me, you know, like they were good and they would have been a healthy pet to have. I wanted that one that needed me, that one that needed my nurturing energy, that needed my love, that, that I could work with and, and nurse back to health. And that's what I wanted, even as a little girl. Like, that was where my radar was pointed. I was, you know, that that's the one I wanted the, the relationship with, that wounded one. My stepdaughter did the same thing. We went to pick out a puppy. And this poor puppy, 
And your heart does go out to it. Your heart goes out to the wounded. Your heart goes out to the weak. Your heart goes out to um, those who aren't strong enough to help themselves. And I think that, you know, a lot of that, we know how that feels. We know how it feels to feel weak and to feel small. And we uh, just kind of gravitate to that or sympathize or empathize with that and there's you know part of your empathy you know how that feels and it feels awful and and you want to help but she picked out this puppy and I really we we drove like 19 hours to West Virginia and a round trip and that's the one she wanted and I don't think it would have made it back home it was that sick it was very skinny it could barely walk you know, and all these other puppies are just bouncing around healthy, but they didn't need saving, did they? No, they didn't need saving. That's the one that needed saving, and she went straight to it. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one that needs me. That's the one I need to take care of. So I think a lot of it is just a very strong um, nurturing sense about us, and that's not a negative having a strong nurturing bone in your body is is a gift you know just like that gift of compassion however when we attach ourselves to a partner we team up with that as our our life partner we're in for a we're in for a roller coaster ride and if we're expecting you know we go in it knowing they're wounded and wanting to empathize with them and save them in some way or nurture them back to health, then we're also part of us wanting this happy, healthy relationship. We've got to realize we didn't team up with someone who can give us that. And I think that's part of our error. We think we think just because they're wounded doesn't mean they can't give us love back. And they they can love back but not not consistently and not 100% of the time and not without not without some toxic behaviors that go along with it. So today I'm going to ask spirit. I usually, you know, just ask spirit to give us the the situation of the day that it wants to talk to us about, but I want to ask some direct questions. And I want to get us some information about to help us understand on a deeper level where we go wrong (laughs) okay where we go wrong as empaths what we should have been taught you know what I should be teaching my stepdaughter right now and I think it you know just guessing has a lot to do with self-respect self-worth and realizing you can't have you know you can't team up with this wounded thing and then expect to have this healthy strong supportive relationship that does does not go together. It's not going to happen. So to learn that and to be able to set those boundaries and say, oh my gosh, my heart just goes out to them. What I'm feeling is my strong nurturing energy, not in love. And I think there's a big difference. Okay, and I think we get that confused. Oh, the strong feeling of love this must be in love. I mean, this must be the one I'm supposed to be with. No, you're feeling your strong nurture. 
energy. You're feeling that strong pull of, I want to be by your side so that I can support you. That's and nurse you back to health. That's what you're feeling. And it's confusing because it all just feels like like love oozing out of your heart. <laughs> it is hard to to differentiate that, especially if you're not taught. If you don't know that there's there's a difference and you don't know about yourself and we don't learn about ourselves and learn that we are strong nurturers and, and we are we do gravitate to the wounded because we're supposed to be there to support and help them, but not be in, in relationship with them as our, our life partner, as our teammate. That's We're supposed to team up with someone strong who maybe also has that, you know, that loving, nurturing sense about them. Another, another empath. So, yeah. Okay, so let's ask Spirit some questions. All right, Spirit, please show us um, give us more information on why our heart pours out to the wounded so much. Here's the tower card. Tell us why our energy, our heart pours out so much to the wounded. A ten of Pentacles in the reverse. And the Hierophant. The tower is, you know, when things are falling down around others. Ten of Pentacles is losing pretty much everything. Losing your home life, your family life. And then you get the Hierophant. And that's a, a teacher. An, an enlightened one. And what I'm hearing is pick up the pieces. So, I think that we are on the the pickup crew. <laughs> We're kind of like help others when, you know, spirit comes in and tears down, you know, has to call a stop to things or people lose everything they have or lose their home, lose their family, lose their money when people are in loss and strife and distress. What I'm seeing in my head is like, you know how they, they let the um, prisoners out and they'll pick up the trash on the side of the road? It's kind of like that, but in a more, um, in a better sense than being a prisoner. It's like we have a type of calling within us, a strong calling within us to help be the cleanup crew, to help pick up the pieces and help others pick up the pieces of their lives when it's falling around down around them. It's why we have this sense, this strong sense of empathy. And we also have an enlightened nature where we do have a connection. We do know how to teach. You know, the Hierophant is the, the teacher, teaches what they know, uh, has knowledge, And has a desire to teach. So I, I think a lot of the the gifts and traits and characteristics of our personality 
really, that we're born with, I don't think this is coming from wounding, that we're naturally born with has us set up for the purpose of being in the help, help uh, category. We are natural helpers. It's why we're giving, given the empathy so that we can, we can empathize with the person, put ourselves in their shoes, know how they're feeling, know what they need to hear. When, when someone knows you know how they're feeling, they open up to you and they listen to you because they're like, oh yeah, she totally gets it. Like that's exactly what I'm feeling and thinking. And so that's what empathy is. It's the gift to be able to go into someone else's energy or into how they feel, pick up on that, and then say the words that open their hearts so that you can then step in and be the teacher and help them. Okay? So that's just part of your makeup. And I think that Spirit's trying to help us just understand that. Like, that's just part of your makeup. So... Spirit, please tell us where where we go wrong. What is the most powerful thing you could tell us today? At this point of our, our um, lesson with you, Spirit. Spirit, I want you to teach all the Queen of Cups of the world what we're supposed to know. I need you to give us the instruction manual for, for how to, when, when you are like this, how do you operate in the world without getting hurt over and over and over and without getting yourself into toxic relationships and without getting stuck and trapped and caught in the, the mind traps and snares of, of other people with these toxic behaviors? How do we do that? How do we, how do, we do that? Give us the instruction manual because we, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We are learning by trial and error down here, and we need to know, we need to be empowered, we need to be taught as empaths, as Queen of Cups, how to operate in the world with the wounded. If we're here to help, not just, you know, you know, I think we're here to help, and in the, in the process, we get wounded, and then we have to do all this work to heal our own wounds and then, yeah, it just gets real messy. So teach us how to teach the next generation of empaths not to go down this trail, but to use their gifts responsibly and in a way that they, they protect themselves and respect themselves in the process and don't feel like they they have to give it all and have to attach themselves to someone who is beating them up and beating them down and destroying their sense of confidence and sense of self that we don't have to chain ourselves to the wounded to help them. Okay, that was a lot. Okay, so to tell us, I want to know, give us the first word of advice here that we should know. Give us the first thing in the instruction manual that we need to grasp. Queen of Swords. The King of Pentacles in the reverse. And a Five of Cups. 
first thing that we need to learn, okay, when this Queen of Swords comes out, this is a whole new energy that we also need to embody. And I think the message here is you need to realize that just because you're, you're mainly coming in as a Queen of Cups, that you have other tools in your toolbox than just your big old heart. And your, your mind and your brain is one of those. And to use it. <laughs> it's out of balance if we're just thinking only with our heart. We, we have to be in balance. Remember our foundations. Uh, positive uh, inner dialogue. Positive supportive inner dialogue. Balance in all things. Honesty, openness, and respect. So, I think we get way out of balance when we only use that, our biggest gift, and, and that's all we use is our big old, big old heart. Oh, but my big old heart is telling me that I should, I should, you know, no, you got to think for a second. So, stop and think. Rule number one, stop and think, why am I drawn to this person? Ask yourself that question. Especially if you are thinking that you are in love with them. Oh, well, oh my gosh, I just feel so sorry for them. They had such a bad childhood and so many things. And I understand how that is. And oh, so many things have happened to them. And they're such a good person. And they didn't deserve any of that. And and part of you can just see that little boy or that little girl in them that was mistreated. And and you're just like, oh, I want to love them. I want to show them what real love looks like. Okay. Well, well then you're, you're wanting to, you're feeling love. Not, not a, a mutual, strong team connection. You're feeling sympathy. You gotta you gotta separate out those feelings of love. You know, empathy and sympathy are real close together. Empathy is I I put myself in their shoes, I know exactly how they you know, I I can feel how they feel. I didn't necessarily go through it, but when I use my empathy, I feel what what they felt and then then I step into my sympathy because they felt that. That felt horrible because I can feel it just by sitting next to them. I can feel it, and that felt horrible. So now I'm going to use my sympathy. So there's empathy, and then there's sympathy, and then there's in love. <laughs> and and I, Spirit's going to have to teach us what that is, what in love actually is, and what that feels like. But I think a lot of us, Queen of Cups, empaths, go into relationship because we're attracted to the wounded part through empathy and sympathy. So that rule number one, ask yourself, why is my heart pouring out to this person? Why do I feel that strong tug? Why is it pouring out on them? Why? Now, you can also feel a strong pull, and I think that Spirit will talk to us about this later, on those who who seem very strong and act like there is nothing wrong with them but yet you just feel this very strong pull to them 
and you may be being pulled into their strength that you know that's very attractive to you but then come to find out later that they're on the narcissist end of things and have a big fear narcissists have an extreme fear underneath all that but it's so big they create denial and can't even look at it okay so king of pentacles in the reverse So we're asking what the first rule is here. I'm gonna have to get some clarification. What are you trying? So first, first thing they want us to learn. If you are entering into, this is to protect ourselves in, in love relationships. Like I'm talking about who you're partnering up with. You know who you're you're giving your all to. Okay, who you're saying you're gonna, you know connect with and spend your life with or yeah try to build something with so ask yourself what the what the pull is what the attraction is what your heart is saying about them if it's empathy and sympathy then that is not an equal max match for you hear me what i'm saying that is not an equal match for you Ask yourself why you're entering this situation, what your heart is saying. Listen to your heart on this one. What's it saying about them? Oh, I just, oh my gosh, I just, I love them because they've been through so much. And, and oh my gosh, just stop. <laughs> and it's okay if you want to support them as a friend on a professional basis, whatever that is, but do not enter into an intimate relationship with them because they are going to hurt you they are going to bite you this is a wounded thing they will end up biting you and all that pain that pulled you in to begin with <laughs> is going to come back and bite you in the butt because they're going to take out that pain on you because you're going to trigger it you're not only going to you know that's part of helping somebody is triggering <laughs> them not on purpose but we play a role especially in intimate relationships you're going to trigger it you're going to trigger their deep dark stuff and guess who they're going to bite and take out all that pain on even though you didn't you know you just you just reminded them of it you didn't cause the pain they're going to take it out on you we need to teach our our little girls and our little boys this it's okay to feel sorry for things but don't marry them Okay, <laughs> that's rule number one. <laughs> okay, what else, Spirit, do you want to tell us? King of Pentacles in the reverse. Tell me more. Give me more about that. You know, a King of Pentacles in the upright is someone who is very strong and grounded and, you know, good with their money and, oh, poor. Okay. <laughs> Feeling sorry for, for someone who maybe is not good for money, who doesn't have money, who, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who, who, who struggles a bit on the, the earth realm, who's struggling there, who can't seem to turn that in the upright and get stable and reliable and generous and 
give me more about that. What are you trying to tell the Queen of Cups here about uh, King of Pentacles in the reverse? Not worth, not worth your time and money. I mean, yeah. And I don't know why I say it like that, but a Seven of Pentacles is not worth your investment. Someone who is so ungrounded and is not reliable, has no vision, has, they're just, they may even be greedy, um, they may steal from others, they're poor, maybe they grew up poor, I think people who go without, you know, that's also one of our, we feel bad for them. Someone who is, who we feel like they don't have things or didn't have things growing up. Seven of Pentacles in the reverse says, this is not worth your time and investment. Don't invest in these people. Hold on, I, I need to get more on that. Okay, I got the message. Everybody, a, a, a queen of a queen of cups, queen of cups, girl. Um, yes, you are loving. You are in the help, uh, on the help crew. But everybody needs to learn to be self sufficient, and I do mean financially. Okay, so this is this is rule number two, and I'm about to tell you why. If you don't learn how to take care of, if you just team up with somebody because, you know, you're Queen of Cups and you, you're not really uh, connected to Queen of Pentacles yet, and you don't know much about that world, about money, about, you know, supporting yourself, about making money, about... And, and that is kind of our weakness a little bit around, because we are in the help, help category, and we do give away free a lot, and we feel bad to charge people for help, that we, you know, we have so much, you know, of this gift, we just pour it out and pour it out, and a lot of it we pour out for free. Please learn how to to use that gift don't give it away free if if you're in the help field you're given that gift to support yourself on this earth plane okay that is your gift just because it's a love gift or an empathy or a sympathy or a a teacher ability doesn't mean that it's supposed to be free. And I, I went through that for a long time too. It's like, oh, that just seems so wrong to charge somebody for something like that. No, that is your time and that is your energy and that is your gift to share. That you're put on the help crew not to be poor and give everything away and give of yourself freely to everybody you're here to use that gift because you are such a good empath. You are so good at giving empathy and sympathy. You, you are so good at, at saying the right words and opening those hearts and saying what people need to hear and teaching them. 
but you you have to support yourself in the real world. And a lot of our mistakes are we'll hook up with with someone for for financial support. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have a team, you know, that can work together and y'all can, you know, create and build a life together, but you got to have somebody you can build with, a healthy person. Okay? A healthy person that you can build with. But you also need to have that skill under your belt to know, you know what, I've got the knowledge and the skills it takes to care for myself. If you don't, then when you get into those situations where you didn't ask the question, is this sympathy or empathy or is this, you know, like someone who can be an equal healthy partner and you got into that situation and yeah, they made a lot of money. Okay. And then you smarten up and realize, oh my God, they're hurting me over and over and over and over again. They're not changing. And, uh, I now I don't know how to care for myself because they've been caring. They've been making all the money all this time. And there's also this thing where you feel like it's not your money, even though you're married. I did that. And I always felt guilty about that. Like, I felt like, oh, I'm not contributing. I need to be contributing somehow. But I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how. I don't know how to charge for what I do. You know, I went through that. Struggled with that all my life. And then when it, you know, when I did leave and got a divorce, guess what I took with me? Nothing. You know why? Because I didn't think any of it was mine. And I didn't think think I deserved any of it. (laughs) And so there I was. Like, how am I going to care for myself now? I got no, no money, no car, no place to live. And I've learned a lot about that, what I should should and should not have done during that whole divorce process. Girls, don't leave your houses. Just don't do that, especially if you have kids. Even if the, the man is telling you to get out and kicking you out, do not leave that house. And if they're physical or they're scaring you, call the police or call a hotline and get some better advice than I'm giving you right now. But it's important to stay with stay with the, the kids and stay with the house legally. And because if you leave the house, I was going to tell you, if you leave the house, the the husband can say that you abandon the kids and then you lose your rights to see the kids. Don't let that happen. And you didn't leave to leave the kids. You left because you were scared that, yeah, because you were run off. And, yeah, but that's not how the law looks at it. From my understanding. I could be completely wrong on that. But that's what I have been told. Um, so, the, to come back to the point of all that conversation is support start now even if you're in a marriage and you're not you know you're just starting to get strong now and starting to undo all this stuff that you've done um you've already in a relationship you've already built a life with someone who's wounded and doesn't seem to want to um meet you in the middle and become your partner 
your healthy partner, uh, but and they're supporting you, and you know you're worried that go ahead and start learning about money, learn some about business, uh, get your own bank account if you don't have your own bank account, S- do something to start building some some um, pride, some confidence around the fact that you can take care of yourself. Alright, and then we have the Five of Cups, and this is grief, loss, and sorrow. So what is our third thing that Empaths and Queen of Cups should know? So we've got check your your the kind of love that's pouring out of the heart is it empathy or sympathy then that's not a match for you uh make your own money (laughs) is number two learn how to make your own money learn how to support yourself and even if you do get married keep your own money keep your own accounts learn how to stand on your own two feet in the world even if you don't like like me, like when I first, I mean, I had a, a she shed <laughs> and that's what I could do. Like, that's what my, my coaching business would support at that time. And, and that was fine with me. I actually enjoyed that life there. <laughs> you know, I had everything that I needed and I was able to uh, support myself and I grew a lot from that. I grew a lot of self-respect for myself and and confidence that I could do it. It wasn't what I had been living in. It it wasn't what, you know, I was used to. It was not luxury by any means, but I was doing it. It was all I was I did it. I was so proud of myself. I did it. It was all coming for me and I I went out with zero. <laughs> and it was coming from at the end I did have I did have some I did have help um from an outside source uh like like pumping in work toward me. Not giving me money, but helping me get get work, get coaching clients. Anyway, uh, Five of Cups. So what is our lesson number three? Five of Cups talks about grief, loss, sorrow, leaving. What are you trying to tell us here? Give us some clarity on this Five of Cups spirit. What is lesson number three? A four, four of Wands in reverse. Okay, so a Four of Wands. So a Five of Cups clarified by the Four of Wands. Four of Wands talks about unions and foundation and freedom and creativity when it's in the upright. When it's reversed, it's a lack of unity. It is, it's putting you in a... We get ourselves in such this toxic energy creates so much grief and sorrow and loss within ourselves and it it we're not on a solid foundation 
I think I think number three is realize the consequence of not creating a balance in your decision makings and just making decisions with that heart. And I know we've all heard, listen to your heart, listen to your heart. And yeah, you should. <laughs> you should listen to your heart. But if you're Queen of Cups, you need to be listening to your heart in a very different way in that, hey, what are you, why are you moving towards this situation? Is it sympathy, empathy? Is it to fix? Is it to save? Okay, well, that's, that's all good to help, but that's your gift. And that's how you support yourself on earth. That's not who you team up with as your life partner. Because the consequence, remember the consequence. I, we're going to put that as number three. You, you lose. <laughs> you lose out. You're put in sorrow and loss and grief. You lose... You, you lose another part of your beautiful heart and that's joy you not only have a capacity to to pour out this gift of compassion onto others but you also have a capacity for creativity and joy and fun and freedom and you lose that when you you chain yourself to the wounded through marriage through relationship you you sacrifice yourself you are sacrificing yourself for this for this person and i know you feel that strong oh but i really need, i need to i can't leave i i have to be here i can't leave them uh, they need me. What will happen? They'll fall apart. They'll, you know, you're thinking about what's going to happen to them when you leave. You need to be thinking about what's happening to you if you don't. I'm going to say that again. You're giving them all the sympathy and empathy and and refusing to leave you need to be giving that sympathy and empathy to yourself. This is a time to pour on, pour that gift onto yourself of compassion, of help, of love, because you're sacrificing yourself. You're sacrificing your joy, your freedom, your creative endeavors. It's not worth that. It's not worth that. And yes, it, it hurts your heart. You know, for a helper, it is so hard to walk away. It's so hard to walk away from someone who is still in suffering. Especially when you've spent 20 years with that person. <laughs> trying to help their lives be better and trying to fix everything. And trying to make life perfect for them. And trying to, you know, make sure they're never triggered. And trying to make them happy and put a smile on their face and make them have fun with you and it's not happening they're wounded they cannot do it 
They can't do it. And it hurts so bad to you feel like you're turning your back on them. But you've given and given and given and given and given and sacrificed and sacrificed. And and your suffering, your loss, your losing out on life. And now it's time to to let something else take over your position here. Let God step in. Get out of the way. And let God step in. It's okay to to walk away even when the job's not complete. You tried, okay? Admit that to yourself. You gave it your all. You gave it your best. You tried. There is no failure in that. You did not fail. The only way you fail is if you, you keep sacrificing yourself in the situation. There's nothing more you can do. Learn when... Learn... That's, that's number three. Learn when to, to call it. You know, as, as a nurse, you know, I've never worked the emergency room other than when I did clinicals. But, you know, you just want that person, you know, if you're in the ER and you're just wanting that person, oh, I know they can make it, they'll come back, they can make it, and you're doing CPR or whatever. you got to learn when to call it. You can't forever keep doing CPR. You, your arms would fall off. You'd run out of breath. You'd, you're hurting yourself. you you got to let them go. You gotta learn when to let go and how to let go. And you're not turning your back on them. You're giving them to God. You did everything you could. Okay, so that's lesson number three. That's long enough for today. I do think this will be a course that you can sign up for and take, as in a lot of these things will be written out. Of course, these recordings will be included. But I think this is so important for us to learn as empaths, as Queen of Cups, that we have to start embodying and learn how we're naturally a Queen of Cups, but we've got to learn all how to be all the, the other three queens. Queen of Swords, how to use our mind, our intellect, our truth, our strength, how a queen of pentacles, how to care for ourselves, how to nurture ourselves financially and in, and in every other way. And uh, what's the other one? A, a queen of wands. How to ignite our passion, how to go towards our passion, how to be confident and stand, stand for ourselves. A queen of swords will cut somebody down with her truth. And, you know, a queen of cups, uh, we don't want to use the sword. But you need to have a sword by your side, <laughs> okay? You need a, I'm sorry, but you do. You need a weapon. And, and that is your words. And we talked about that in the podcast yesterday, getting a vocabulary that we can use to say that's enough. Basically, that's what your vocabulary is saying. You're hurting me and you need to stop. And this is what's going to happen if you don't stop. And we're going to work more on that, too. And I, I really I feel this course coming. I, I, I'm very uh, drawn to this. I've suffered this my entire life. 
relationship after relationship after relationship. I'm just now coming to a place where I'm understanding this stuff. And and still, I'm not clear on all of it. And I want all of it. Like, I want, I want the instruction manual. And I know... I. I may not know know the answers or the path, but I do believe in my connection to spirit. And I know spirit's going to tell me. I know spirit's going to teach me. And as spirit teaches me, I want to share this information with you. And I want to put this into uh, a course, instruction, an instruction manual for love <laughs> for a Queen of Cups. I hope this helps you. Thank you so much for following. I hope you'll become a High Vibe Tribe member so that you can receive that ongoing support. I'm all the time like um, talking with the people in the High Vibe Tribe, answering questions, uh, sending out the content so that they don't miss anything. So I'd love for you to join us and have a wonderful day. Would you like to receive ongoing support to stay unstuck and just keep watching your amazing life unfold? For $4.99 a month, you can become a High Vibe Tribe member and get $50 off every 60-minute phone coaching session, so you pay $97 instead of $147. Get new content delivered to your email or Instagram subscriber-only broadcast channel, so you never miss a thing. You get a weekly chance to win a free 60-minute phone coaching session. I give this away every Friday. You will also receive three journal prompts each Sunday. And if you choose to join by Instagram, you get access to our Sunday social text channel where we can text each other and talk about these journal prompts. To join us, go to AngieJohnsey.com. I hope you enjoy this podcast.